Hello and welcome to the Playlist Podcast, a discussion about film news and other film and television related items. I'm Ryan Oliver and today I'm here with our editor-in-chief, Rodrigo Perez. Rod, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, I feel like we should probably discuss this Cloverfield Paradox uh, phenomenon that seemed to occur last night as of our recording now um, during the Super Bowl, which I guess requires a little bit of context for people who have been out of the loop. Um, Yeah, definitely. Apparently, um, a couple weeks ago, it was announced that uh, Paramount was looking to sell off some of their titles that they did not deem worthy of theatrical distribution. Um, They're looking to make nine high nine, low 10 figure grosses worldwide. Uh, they're, they're basically playing double up to catch up from, from the sounds of it. So any title that's not going to, I wouldn't say any, but there, there's a lot of movies that are looking to dump distribution. They already had cemented a deal with Netflix over the worldwide distribution of annihilation, the Alex Garland film coming up. Most territories will not get to see that in the theater. Um, it will go straight to Netflix. And one of the, titles in discussion was it was called god particle which is the cloverfield movie um and they were talking about reaching a deal and not only did they reach a deal but netflix aired a trailer during the super bowl the movie was renamed cloverfield paradox and said hey it starts streaming after the game's over which surprise surprise which (laughs) which fits in i guess with the the sort of mystery box way these cloverfield films have been marketed thus far um when the first trailer for the first cloverfield dropped i think on the first transformers movie if i'm not mistaken um there wasn't really it was just called cloverfield project nobody knew anything about it it was just this sort of ground level shaky cam view of a a disaster happening nobody really knew anything about it and 10 cloverfield lane also i think it came out march 2016 and the marketing kicked off just a month before um, they announced the movie. And so they sort of doubled down with this one and said, hey, not only did we announce it, but you can watch it as of today, Um, which I don't know. I have a lot of mixed feelings about that. I think it's a ballsy move, but at the same time, um, you know, not to put the cart before the horse, but the movie in question, um, you and I have both seen it, is not very good. And... I'm wondering if, like, I mean, Netflix, if they really want to step up their film game, I think being known as the the company that buys up the table scraps <laughs> is is not really a way to do that. I, I don't know. I what what are your what are your thoughts on that? Oh man, well, I uh, um, you know I hate to use the term. I I fucking hate it. But the first thing that comes to mind is like, what a nothing burger, man. Like you know, like hyped up as this 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 big thing and and uh you know fizzled out like whatever you know like you know ava duvernay on twitter last night before the super bowl film twitter is going to explode tonight something's coming that i can hardly believe lord history in the making and then you know boom revealed that you know uh cloverfield this god particle movie is is well, i think people knew it was a, a cloverfield movie um Probably not everybody who doesn't follow the news as closely as you and I, but, you know, so a Cloverfield movie, and now it's called The Cloverfield Paradox, and boom, here's not only the first trailer, but, you know, here it is, the whole thing. And so I think people were like, holy shit, game changer, you know, big thing. And I think um, 
yeah, Ava called it a game changer herself. And it's like, eh, like, and then I watched the movie and I'm like, mm, sure. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm even it with like having, you know, you, you and I were going to talk about this movie tonight on the podcast. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to have to sort of like drum up my enthusiasm because just the whole thing was kind of like, yeah, I hate the term, but nothing burger, man. Like, you know, this big, it's the noons memo and, and nothing, you know? Yeah. I'm right there with you because when it was announced, um, I, I I did not watch the Super Bowl uh, yesterday. I um, even though I'm a football fan, just the thought of the the potential thought of the New England Patriots winning again just makes me want to vomit in my mouth. So I was just like, I'm not going to dedicate <laughs> four to five hours of my day uh, to to sitting through that. But it just got out of the theater. I went to a movie, and yeah, Twitter had just exploded over this news. And I think that might have been one of emailed you because i was i was excited about the prospects of talking about it and then after watching the movie i was just kind of like well i feel like we still should talk about this but it, it just the enthusiasm level went from like a hundred to zero in a very small number a small amount of time and, and mainly because yeah the movie itself which um when it was still slated to be released at Paramount, had shuffled release dates, I think, three or four times. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. That's it, was, right. it was actually supposed to come out. It was actually supposed to come out this weekend uh, as far as the last release date was concerned. Oh, uh, really? Theatrically. Yeah, it was slated for February 2nd. And then I think earlier, a couple weeks ago, it got pushed to April 20th uh, when it was still at Paramount. Um, so it, it's... Yeah, it's it ends up being not really a it is sort of a it's a game changing. God, I even hate that term. I don't even want to use it. It's 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 a ballsy it's a ballsy move that is unprecedented. Is, is it really like when we see you know the Punisher hitting Netflix that day? You know, like hey, here it is, or, or like with Netflix, is it really that much of a game changer? Like I suppose it is for movies. But like the way things are moving now and, the, you know, it's like, you know, you got Lemonade, you got these big surprises, the way like albums do this thing. And it's like, hey, you didn't even know this existed. Boom, it's here. It's like, I don't know. It didn't, I, I'll tell you right now. I know you were excited, but my first reaction was I wasn't impressed. OK, that's fair. And, and I, I don't and I don't mean to be Mr. Like, you know, uh, cynical or whatever. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I, I I'm not jaded, but I, I for whatever reason, I just kind of I don't know. I didn't really like I know people got really like, you know, hyped up and people got super excited and stuff. And I don't know, man, it's like hype in the end means nothing if you don't got a pro product to back it up. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I, but I think I think at least for me, my my hype or my impression came from my enjoyment of the previous two movies, which I did enjoy mm. uh, quite a bit. And so I was, you know, I was looking forward to this third one whenever it was going to come out uh, amongst these release date shifts. And so the fact that it's like, oh, you can watch it tonight. You're right. They've done it without Radiohead has done this a million times with albums. Just like, boom, here's King of Limbs out of nowhere. Like we, we've yeah. had that happen. Um, and, and same with Lemonade's another good example. Um, but in terms of yeah. Netflix marketing, they've at least put some marketing, some marketing dollars into their products like the Punisher. Um, sure, sure. And yeah. one could argue, one could argue, sorry to interrupt you, but, but one could argue like, you know, Hey, this is a game changer of such an amazing thing. One can argue like, well, you know, Netflix didn't promo this. They just like did a stunt 
and they put one trailer out and actually in some ways you can argue that it's like another netflix dump kind of i mean to be right? honest like right? paramount clearly didn't deem this worthy to be theatrical right? and right sadly as much as i you know it's the the product it's, shows it's, it's like it's engineered man it's like what you just said all this like uh, the release dates got shifted a bunch of times paramount didn't want to release it hmm, hmm, hmm. like what does that tell you and then all of a sudden Par- like and maybe to their credit like that's pretty you know what does that tell you that the writing's on the wall for that and then netflix spins it into this really positive hey boom we're dropping it right now and change the narrative but like the, the proof is in the pudding it's like oh right this is why Paramount didn't want it. This is why it changed release dates a thousand times because it's not very good. No, it's not. It feels it feels rushed and it, it's weird because uh, I had heard anyway they kept pushing it back because they were going to do either some reshoots or some retooling of some sort. Um, I wish they would have done that. Would it have been saved? I don't know. Um, potentially well, not. But but the movie has this momentum that is more more nauseating than anything it's more just kind of like go 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 and like wait a minute can we go back a second to what's going on here and it just it does feels very rushed and slapped together and um yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a fuck you it's january movie sadly it's a like like a dump there you go it's not only that it's a january movie people totally forgot that they got like hoodwinked by this hype narrative got hoodwinked by like you know sorry ava like but hoodwinked by her hype and everybody like freaking out there's gonna be this big game-changing thing and it's like no man it's a january movie disguised in a in a different different kind of release but that's exactly what it was and you know like to to the credit of the film i suppose i don't think it's terrible i but it's also just to me it it was kind of like that even worse it's that kind of like eh yeah it was like fine i guess like i like i kind of yeah it's like it's kind of felt like a tv movie to me and that's what it was it was a movie i watched on tv (laughs) you pretty much nailed it with this movie It, it is like it does feel like a straight to video movie um which is exactly how it felt watching it at home it, it's this sort of like sunshine knockoff with like a haphazard way of like tying the previous two movies together and um you know it's a shame it's got a really good cast i feel like they they do their best uh with what they're given but they're just their backs are against the wall uh in this story that is just frankly not very interesting and um i was curious too um not only with the the quality of the movie but just um seeing the pretty weak box office returns for life and for alien covenant if they also mm-hmm. just kind of got cold feet of being like hey these you know monster and space movies aren't really doing so well like i mean the cloverfield brand would have given them more of a shot than say life but like if alien covenant couldn't even quite like hit the numbers i'm sure they were a little little worried with this one there's also um studios are just aware of what they have they're not stupid a lot of times you know sure they know that 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 when they have something that's i'm sure they 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 looked at it they they did the they did the math on it and 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 you know did the optics and said you know we're gonna make at best like it's not that good we might make 20 to 40 million that's it and we could lose, you know, because of that much money. We theatric releasing a movie theatrically costs money, and 
um, marketing and uh, you know P and A costs money. They probably just did a, a, a you know a quick uh, um, I don't know what you call it, but uh, I'm losing. Uh, but like you know sort of cost index on it, and they said we're going to lose money on this. So it's it's that simple. And sure, those probably those things factor in. Um, I had a studio recently show me a movie that they hadn't released and asked me what I thought of it. And I'm, I can't say what it is. And it wasn't good. And um, studio knew it too. They just wanted to hear it from somebody else. Oh, wow. No, it's, it's true. I mean, I think you see different release patterns. That's why, like, you know, I, I joked about the, like the fuck you, it's January, but like, that's, they, they know they're like, okay, this is the best time as any to release these movies. We know they're not good, um, but we just need to put them out and we might be able to make some quick bucks here and there. So um, it's not surprising. Um, I was curious if you had any other like brief thoughts on Cloverfield before we move I, on. I have a thought right now, and I saw this kind of circulating on uh, Twitter today, and I'm not going to name the publication, but there's a headline in front of me. And I saw this from a few sites that said, you know, Clover, Cloverfield Paradox is embarrassing, black, embarrassingly bad movie, but still a win for Netflix. I disagree. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I saw the sentiment floating around. A lot of people were like, yeah, but, you know, they won the Internet or whatever. And they, it's like, no, nah, you won a day. You won a half a day. Like, not good for business overall. Like, I mean, the other thing is it's like, man, when you finish that movie, like about 0.5 seconds later, who said it on Twitter? Someone says it's a loss leader just to get more people to watch Altered Carbon <laughs> because like literally like seconds after it ended, like Altered Carbon came up like up next, like in 3.5 seconds. Yeah, it started. Carbon. What the fuck? I was yeah. like, because most like TV like, shows. Like I, like I I swear to God, it didn't even get through its credits. And it was like, hey, up next, you should watch Altered Carbon right now. And like as if as if they wanted to start. So like the optics would be like. Well, someone started watching this show. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the like, crazy thing. Like TV shows, I get like them playing one episode after the other, but movies don't traditionally do that on Netflix. Like they they usually like here's yep, some yep. suggestions for you, but they don't autoplay. But instead, it autoplayed right into Altered Carbon, and I was like, no, 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 I don't. I'm going to bed. I don't want to watch this. Stop. Yeah, that was that was pretty suspect. I was like, huh. All right, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, um, and Altered Carbon apparently sucks, and people are giving it bad reviews and saying it's like a really mediocre Blade Runner. Um, That's too and, um, Yeah. Should we move on to another movie that? Uh, well, I, I would say a stu studio didn't dump it necessarily, but a movie that the studio might be slightly concerned about. I'm talking. You're talking Han, Han Solo. I'm talking Han Solo. Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, they they planted their flag the, in the move that everyone expected that they would uh, that Disney would move the release date from Memorial Day weekend to to their slot basically their Star Wars slot in the middle of December. Um, no, they doubled down. They released uh, a TV spot during the Super Bowl and a extended trailer this morning, um, and they're going with that Memorial Day release date. Uh, up against Deadpool 2 and I think something else like fairly big I, I though it's escaping me at the moment um, but yeah we finally got our first glimpse of the, the the movie that was pretty much covered ad nauseum last year with the firing of Phil Lord and Chris Miller we even discussed it on this podcast that 
mm-hmm. you know, between them being fired, Ron Howard coming to fin- do the finished product, uh, reports of Lucasfilm still not even happy with the finished product, John Williams coming in to write the score, all this drama, and yet the movie's still, still going to come out Memorial Day weekend. So I guess the only thing to ask is, you know, we saw some footage, and it's really hard to just judge based on the footage we've seen, but what what do you think of what you've seen so far? Well, before I even get into that, I got to say I am shocked, like shocked, and I'm still not even con- – well, no. I, I'm almost not convinced that they're still coming out in May, in Memorial Day. Like I almost feel like they're going to push it again, but I guess they're not because they planted the flag, and like you said, they put out trailers and they put dates on everything, and it's like I'm shocked. Me too. And I'm I'm mostly shocked because Deadpool 2 is coming out one week before it. Yeah. And it's going to crush is now it. Owned by Disney. So there's a conflict here. This Disney Disney owns 20th Century Fox and Fox somehow is putting out this cannibalization. Fox is somehow putting out their biggest superhero superhero tentpole Ted Bull too Deadpool was a gigantic hit now they're putting it one week before the Han Solo movie I am shocked that Bob Iger or someone so essentially something's something's hinky like that that's not a decision that was made because there was a left hand wasn't talking to the right hand these companies are not that stupid um so people like I'm I've been, for whatever reason, just be like, yeah, you know, the, there's a lot of these movies go through problems. Star Wars movies go through problems. It's like, you know, whatever. I'm not sounding a, the alarm. I don't think it's going to be the worst piece of crap or anything. I'm like, you know, I'm sort of like wait and see. You know, I'm not – I know that, God, I just look at comments on like playlist stories sometimes, especially on Facebook, and people are like, I can't wait to hate watch this thing. This movie's going to be a disaster. Why waste like, your what time? Do you, what, do you, what do you know that I don't know? That like from reading a bunch of online reports that this movie is supposed to be a disaster. Um, um, and, and fuck, uh, think about it. Like if you read everything about Rogue One, it was supposed to be a disaster, and they brought in someone to help salvage that. So who says they can't do it again, right? Yeah. Um, they they know what they have. They know that, how they make the sausage, and they know the way they like to do it. So they've already. I mean, Rogue One is. Well, I don't know. People are going to uh, have mixed opinions on Rogue One, but it, it still turned out to be a pretty good movie. Um, and uh, um, so yeah, I'm just I'm still shocked that like some something's up, something's hinky. The fact that Deadpool two was dropped a week before. What that's meant to me was when it happened. Was that like, okay, you know, Fox is talking to Disney behind the scenes, and they've learned that Solo is not coming out on uh, Memorial Day anymore. So, you know, oh, so then, you know, Fox is like, oh, perfect, we have a slot here, we'll move. So that's what I essentially happened. You know, you these things do happen, right? You see these things, and it happens even between inter-studio, mm-hmm. where, you know, Sony will be pulling something and, you know, Universal's gotten wind of it or someone's talked and they know. So, like, the Sony date gets moved and then something jumps right in that slot. Um, this is happening and this is, you know, this is inter-office essentially. And uh, it it, um, it didn't change and it's still there and they put in the flag and they put the release date. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just like, wow, like Deadpool 2, is, is it going to, like, crush Star Wars? Is Star Wars going to crush? Are they going to cannibalize each other? Like, like people don't put... Dead ten pools, ten ten pools, ten poles up against one another. Like you know, even Disney and and 
and and uh, you know they put time between Justice League and Thor. There was at least two weeks there. Like you know they don't you don't you just don't do that because you know that there's no winner there, right? Right. Um, and um, you know like no one's there in after Avengers, right? Like no one's doing that. No one's there before Avengers. Um, no one wants their lunch eaten. And Deadpool is coming in uh, two weeks after Avengers, and Solo's the next week. It's just like crazy it i so i what did i think i'm still stuck on that and i'm like can they is there any like there is no star wars movie coming out in december of this year right no so couldn't they conceivably push it and or like you know like that that report that came out that said oh you know disney knows they got their turkey on their hands and they're gonna release it anyhow and um uh, like I gave that zero credence. I laughed at that. I was even laughing when we kind of reported. It. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, and, and, but now I'm thinking like, maybe there is some truth to that. If like, you know, a gigantic superhero tentpole, uh, uh, 20th century Fox's biggest one of the year, um, is going out one week before and, and, and Disney isn't moving. That's like crazy to me. Uh, it's like so, so. Something seems weird. Something seems off. So now I'm starting to think, man, may, maybe there is something to these reports that, like, they just ah, they're gonna say fuck it. You know, we know that this isn't gonna be the biggest of all of them, but you know, I guess not everyone is gonna be, you know, uh, a billion a billion out of the gate, and it's starting to feel like this one's not gonna be a billion out of the gate, man. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I think, um, you know, I'm I'm. Pretty much, I think you and I are of the same mindset of the the wait and see. Um, like, granted, I thought this movie was not a great idea from the beginning, but like, I'll I'll, I'll wait and see. I'll wait it out. I'll see how the movie goes. But I I have to agree that there has to be some truth to that article if they are going to release it at this time. It, it it feels to me like it feels to me that whatever. If they needed to salvage the movie, if they needed to rework whatever they need to do to the movie, pushing it to December isn't going to make a difference on their movie. I think that might be what it comes down to is they just didn't they don't think the extra time's going to gain anything. And maybe they're just trying to ride, you know, maybe they know it's not great. Maybe they're just trying to ride Last Jedi's coattails and, and get it out there sooner rather than have this year long gap. Um, plus. I mean, we have never seen footage of the movie, so I have no idea. But to answer your December question, Aquaman is coming out in December, and I think there's some other tentpole too. I'm not 100 percent certain, but um, is anyone scared of Aquaman or DC at this point? When Justice League is the lowest grossing movie of their entire uh, canon so far, when they got their lunch deal? lunch handed to them by Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Who the fuck yeah. saw that coming? But yeah, <laughs> but I digress. Um, I mean, I get, but again, maybe, maybe they're scared of it. You know, who knows? Maybe they've seen dailies on Aquaman. Maybe James Wan is killing it. Maybe this movie, who knows? Who knows? There's so much shit that happens behind the scenes, as you alluded to, that we don't know. Um, We have no idea, but it is interesting to me that, uh, that it and Deadpool 2 are going up against each other. I don't think there's, like you said, there's no real winner. Granted, like more families will go to solo that wouldn't go to see Deadpool too, but you're, I don't know. I think you're whatever the target audience for Deadpool two is that audience is probably going to go see that it, you know, given if they had to 
if they only had to see one and they had to vote for their dollars, like they're probably going to go check that movie out. So, um, yeah, I don't see this as a feasibly winnable situation. And, um, and yeah, it's crazy. Also like why, why Deadpool had a great date, right? Yeah, it was June. Yeah. It had a great June date. And why would you go, let's say I've got Deadpool too. I'm feeling good about it. I'm, I'm Fox. I got a, I got a great summer date and no one's going to super compete with me because, you know, I'm Deadpool and now I'm a thing. Like, why drop it in front of any temple? Like, any? why would you drop it one week in front of anything that's going to cut into your, um, into your bank, let alone a Star Wars movie, unless you know something that nobody else knows, which is a Star Wars movie or whatever it is is moving, right? Yeah. Like, that's like, it, like, it literally made zero, like, as soon as Deadpool was moved, I said, oh, it's moving in December. People were like, no, I don't think so. I was like, well, wh- who's stupid enough? Like, why would you just, you know what I mean? A week before or a week after, you don't do that. So something is fucking strange here. This is like the, uh, I'm just like perplexed by it. Me too. And I mean, maybe we should get into the trailer a little bit. And I mean, sure, I sure. guess we should say like, you know, you and I are not the type of people who are going to sit here and analyze every single shot and every single nook and cranny the, uh, of the trailer. But I, I have to say, based on what I've seen, like, I mean, the movie looks it, it's it's hard to tell by a trailer, but I was I'm, I'm not like super excited based on the footage that I've seen. It doesn't look terrible by any sense of the word. It, it just looks kind of like just looks kind of vanilla and kind of uh, I'm excited for young uh, for Donald Glover as young Lando Calrissian. And I kind of wish they would have just, if they were going to go the young route, the Muppet baby route, they should have just made a young young Lando Lando. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody really cares about a young soul. I mean, maybe people do. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Well, that's that's the thing before we dive. I mean, you know, I guess it's part of diving into the trailer, which I thought was okay. Um, some of it I like, some of it I don't. I like the Bradford Young photography. I'm down with the Rogue One aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I'm down for more of that. I'm okay with that. I'm not a huge fan of The Last Jedi and its aesthetic. Um, so um, what was going to be uh, my larger point? Um, hold on a second. You'll have to edit that while I'm thinking of what I was about to say. Um start- Oh, oh, yeah, so... So, like, is this going to be, like, it's funny, right? Now we're getting into, like, you know, the real origin stories. Like, you know, Rogue One is a Star Wars story, but it's a, I mean, you know, a billion dollars, kill every character. There's no discernible characters that you know except for a little bit of Darth Vader. Every character is brand new. Isn't that such a heartening thing for, for, for Lucasfilm, you know? And they said it. They were like, you know, we were a little bit worried because, you know, we're starting this thing brand new and, you know, it, it does kill her. And now you've got Han Solo, and everybody knows this fucking Han Solo. This is his origin story, and it's his Muppets babies or whatever, you know, a cynical way of looking at it, you know? And, but what if, you know, it, like, what does that tell you if it, like, really, really, like, underperforms, you know? Like, that, like that's going to, like, rock Lucasfilm, because, you know, they're planning, like, young Obi-Wan or a different Obi-Wan movie, and they've been thinking about Yoda, and they've been thinking about Boba Fett, and they've been thinking about all, all these, like, legacy uh, stories that I'm sure are all these other ones that, that we haven't heard about that they've considered but we have like you know we have heard of Yoda we have heard of uh, Obi-Wan which is happening we have heard of Boba Fett and now Han Solo and it's like 
it's that's going to be really really because those are the supposed to be, those that's your IP right those you're supposed to make those films those are the ones that the studios want you to make because those are like everybody knows that brand everybody knows that character and it seems like it is almost I don't care how good it is I I getting I'm getting the sense that this one's going to underperform and 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 I think that's going to really I don't know it, it's in a way a good sign for movies you know what I mean. Because like maybe the risks do pay off, and maybe you can't just sit on your laurels and do like Chewbacca movie and do Lando and do you know like young Luke Skywalker before he was you know what I mean like I don't know I I, I think they could rock Lucasfilm's world in a way. Yeah, we can. I think we could speculate all we want, but I don't think we're gonna know until a couple days before Memorial Day weekend uh, if the movie's good or not. I don't. If the movie's good, I foresee it doing good numbers. People want to see a good Star Wars movie. Um, but if it's if it's mediocre or if it's not good, I I can see it being underwhelming for Lucasfilm, and and I could see that you know it being a a, a dent in their armor, you know, because they are they they seem to be bulletproof, and I guess it would be you know a, a showing that they are human after all, and that they're not. If the movie's not good, they're not. Um, invincible to bad movies yeah i mean you know getting into the trailer um you know what it all looks pretty good except for one person <laughs> that's the guy that they call han solo <laughs> i know that's so weird to me and and it's a shame because i i um you know i haven't seen him in much but like i really liked alden ehrenreich in hail caesar i i thought he was fantastic in that movie um mm-hmm. carry pretty much carried the movie in in my opinion um and uh yeah it, it's a shame and, and maybe maybe because i don't know even the there's a few shots in here that are really kind of um that last joke that he makes is really flat is delivered really weird Yes. Um, that line when she said, um, you know, nobody knows who you are here except for me. And he's like, uh, oh, yeah. And it's like, he, he's, I, you know, it's just a trailer, but I don't want to, he's not screaming confidence in playing this character. No, nor, nor does he, like, it doesn't have to necessarily. If your performance is, is good, it will overcome it. But he looks nothing and sounds nothing like oh, what a young. I don't care about that. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I don't care either, but it's definitely, definitely noticeable. And also, I feel like kind of, um, I mean, it's just worth pointing out. But also, I do think, like, Han Solo might be the one character who, like, it's just, this is just my subjective opinion who i could kind Mm -hmm. of give a shit about his origin to be honest i think what makes him an interesting character is like these stories he tells and that he is kind of a scoundrel and it almost makes the stories that he tells in the other movies like well is he full of shit or not like that i think that's what makes him interesting and that's what makes him absolutely absolutely and i like to go and like go through those stories it's kind of like i don't I don't care necessarily. I don't care how you uh, got the, the Millennium but, Falcon. <laughs> but I, but I, I feel that way about all origin stories. I never want to know them more, more mystery, less history. I, I never want to hear. I don't want. I, I don't want you to do, to demystify Han Solo. I don't want to see you him 
like fucking up and being stupid and 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 uh, uh, you know bumbling his way. Like I, I want you know I don't want you to demystify Han Solo. I, just as I don't want you to demystify Wolverine, and I don't want to or just whatever it is these origin movies. I'm never a fan of these stories. That that said, there's always an exception to the rule, and I can't I can't think of one offhand, but there's always a good origin movie made out there. But in general, like. Um, theoretically, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of these kind of stories. No, I would I would say the exception of the rule might be like the new Planet of the Apes movies leading up to the yeah, original. Yeah, like, there you go. But yeah. the, but there's very there's very few. Like I mean, yeah, the Star Wars prequels, you know, big big examples of whiffs. Um, yeah, the yeah. the Rob Zombie Halloween especially is a pretty egregious example of an origin story. So it's it's uh, they're rarely ever good and. And I think you, you're getting at something greater here because you mentioned that it all looks interesting and it all looks fun and good, except for the main character. And I feel like that is the the deck sort of stacked against it from the start because because the idea of that origin isn't interesting. But the idea of these characters that we've never seen before, I mean, granted, Lando's a character we've seen before, but it's like nobody else we have, the... Um, Amelia Clark's character or this droid that uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is playing or uh, uh, Woody Harrelson's character. Like, these are characters we haven't seen before. And so that prospect is interesting, um, but the actual central character, the idea of seeing their story, it just it, – it isn't because it's – you know, it's that it's that demystifying. And so I, I think you're getting at something here, uh, to be honest, but – um, and, 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 you know, if we really want to get into it and, and, you know, I, it's a little bit of where there's smoke, there's fire, because if you remember all the reports, um, when Han Solo was in trouble the last year, um, around Memorial day last year, or at least it was May, I think when all, when the shit hit the fan, those guys got fired was that there was a lot of problems with, with Alden and, uh, Aaron Reich and, and that he had like acting coaches and, and he just wasn't. You know, he just wasn't nailing this character, and um, uh, now you start. Now you start to think like, shit. You know, <laughs> like maybe there's something to this. Totally. Well, it's like that. It's like that report you already mentioned. The like Disney, Disney and Lucasfilm. No, they have a turkey on your hands, and you're like, ah, I doubt that. And then we we see it, and uh, maybe maybe they do. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve that judgment. But uh, yeah, it, I'm with you. Almost everything looks uh, in appealing or at least potentially interesting except for our lead character yeah and interestingly enough there's all these shots especially like and maybe i shouldn't read into it too much because i feel like maybe they do that in a lot of these trailers but if you think of the images like so far like they're always from behind they're like they're hiding him a little bit it's like there's that main image of like uh, in the first teaser trailer with chewbacca like um touching him on the shoulder from behind and you know it's the back of his head and in this new one, it's like, you know, him in the shrouded darkness. It's like, I don't know. It's like, a, I don't know. I'm just getting a, I, I'm getting, I, I, and I think, you know, audiences aren't stupid either. I, I think they're all starting to feel this like a little bit of worry or, in, you know, in, in some cases, maybe some of these people are like hate watching or whatever it is and be like, this is going to blow. But, which bums me out in a way too, because as much as I'm not interested in a, uh, uh, the Han Solo origin story, I am still interested in this period of time, like the Rogue One era, like 
the you know the just the that whole milieu I, I find it really interesting that time period sure and and i would love to to see more explored uh in that like rogue one with characters we've maybe never seen before um you know i yeah. I, I think they i think rogue one kind of i think they perfected i mean not perfected maybe that's that's too strong a word but like they they sort of expertly pulled off the one foot moving forward and like one foot in the past sort of thing. Yeah. Like they, 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 they set it in a time period uh, within this saga that we're familiar with, but they did it in a way that it felt like the series was moving forward, that it was, you know, had a little grit to it and had a little bit more, uh, you know, shades of gray to it. And so, um, yeah, I would love to see more of that. And I, and I'm with you. I like the aesthetic. I love the Bradford Young cinematography from what I've seen. Like, you know, it's, it's, aces for sure um but it just yeah it seems like it's even going darker than a rogue one to be honest yeah like actual like visually not like tonally right like the actual like visual aesthetic is dark yeah (laughs) yeah the visual aesthetic looks darker than it does with with then rogue one but then again this one and it's interesting these trailers they you know like they were talking about that that lord miller had made you know something veering on comedy and and they certainly have pared the jokes down like you know it's not like that's certainly not the sense when you see this trail these two trailers you don't go like oh my god this is gonna be like total joke fest no and to be fair though you wouldn't get that sense in uh force awakens or last jedi either um last jedi especially and then there's a lot of jokes in that movie but um but yeah you certainly wouldn't sense they're going for comedy in this movie at all um but who knows we'll see we'll see in how this all shakes out in a couple months, I guess. Cool posters though. <laughs> yeah, those were pretty cool actually. I got to say I I want to I want to get my hands on one of those uh, Lando ones for sure. It was it's pretty sweet. Um Yeah, that's uh Yeah, we'll see how Yeah, the Lando thing is starting starting to like build a lot of like it seems like people are really excited for him and that character and the whole thing. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Well, I mean like real brief before we move into the next thing. I mean, that's been a pretty big, like, I don't want to say point of contention necessarily, but like people have been brought, have brought that up with this new trilogy with seven and eight. They're like, the fuck is Lando? Like, what is he doing during all this? You know, he was pretty integral to the, the fall of the empire at the end of return of the Jedi. So it's where, where's he at? Um, so I think having that character return in some capacity, uh, even, even if it's uh, a younger version, it's not Billy D Williams, I think has people, uh, excited. Well, here's an interesting thought. Like, um, I don't know. Was this always meant to be like one young solo standalone? Um, could they have done a sequel to it? And if it does poorly and then they just bag on the idea of more Han Solo, young Han Solo, do they do like a young Lando? Do they do more time between? Because he's gone for, you know, he's not around for New Hope. And I, I guess we'll have to figure out and find out, you know, when these periods end and when they, is there, like, would there even be enough space in between Solo and A New Hope? One would assume so, but you never know. It's a good point. I didn't even really consider that. They could they could do what, uh, I mean, it's a bad comparison because the movie blows, but like, it, it, what they're trying to do with like suicide squad like they wanted to do like the harley quinn like gotham city sirens spinoff because they're like okay this is the character people actually liked from this this 
garbage heap. So let's let's make a movie centered on that. Um, I mean, I'm not insinuating Solo is going to be like that in any capacity. But if it isn't good and they want to do something, they'd be like, okay, well, if Lando ends up being a, a favorite that they like, they're like, oh, let's make a movie about this version of Lando and and just kind of scrap the rest. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I guess. Um, do you want to go through some quick uh, quick news hits? That we've, sure. that we've missed since we've been off mic. Yeah, we've been off mic for a, for a while, I think, since Last Jedi. I think so. Too long. Let's just say too long. Um, I don't know. What's yeah. on your mind? Um, what's on my mind? Let's see what's happened there. I, 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 I would be remiss if being a box office person, if I didn't at least, like again, echo the sentiment of, like, holy shit, Jumanji, which is, like, <laughs> eight, $850 million in six, seven weeks. Um, is probably going to land just a little bit shy of a billion and um, has outgrossed. Uh, I think it's probably as going to outgross every superhero movie that came out in 2017. Yeah, it will. Um, it, it's going to gross out every, every superhero movie that came out in 2017 worldwide. Not sure if that's going to happen with domestically because Wonder Woman was such a big hit. But um, man. Like what a huge and now going up against Star Wars Episode Nine because they're like, eh, you know, we're ballers now. We got a big thing on our hands. Apparently so, and and apparently the movie is like, I mean, I guess because people are seeing it a bunch, it's supposed to be fun. I haven't seen it um, myself personally, but um, that's it, it. It boggles my mind because that is not something that I don't think anybody expected. I had pretty much written that movie off as just a, a like, oh, this will do 150, 200 million maybe because of the holidays and because mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson's in it uh, domestically anyway. Um, and that that's kind of where I figured it would land. I did not think it would be Sony's highest grossing non Spider-Man movie uh, of all time. That's that's crazy to me. Um, it's going to pass. It's going to beat Spider-Man Homecoming worldwide. It's going to. It's and, nuts. and and it already did domestically. That's that's insane to me. Um, and and as we mentioned too, like and I know you've been been talking about this on 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 Twitter as well with stats of just like, man, I, I, we don't need to belabor the point. We dedicated a whole podcast to Justice League, but just like <laughs> what what a fucking whiff that it's like. Your movie got beat worldwide. It got beat worldwide by Jumanji. It got beat worldwide by it. An R-rated two-hour and fifteen-minute horror movie outgrows yeah, Justice League. Like that's, that's awesome, but embarrassing for for Justice League and and for Warner Brothers. I guess at least Warner Brothers yeah. put out it as well, so they they can they can which take is some which solace. is why what we were talking about earlier, like Aquaman. Like, is anybody really scared of Aquaman, man? Like, I think for me though, like I have a I I. I haven't loved all of his movies, but just as a genuinely huge horror fan, and I was a, I was a big fan of the first Conjuring. I I, I I'm not going to bet against James Wan. I think he's maybe like he's definitely in a, a genre that he hasn't really worked in before. But um, that's really the only reason I'm like still curious about that movie is is because of him directing it. But um, as far as anyone's scared about it, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anyone is scared. Uh, unless uh, unless they know something we don't, as we've already discussed. That one, I, I don't want to belabor the point and go too off topic, but uh, that at December, Aquaman, I, man, 
Right? Like, that's, I've got the least amount of confidence in that movie than any of them. And, like, they've already already done really poorly. So, like, oh, man, I don't know what's going to happen with that thing. Like, this underwater thing for the entire fucking movie. I don't know. I Yeah. I, I, we'll see, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just, just to put the cap on it, Jumanji, an un, unprecedented hit that no one no one predicted nobody saw coming um and yet it just continues it was i mean as of our recording it was number one again this last weekend in the u.s box office it it went back back up to number one and it did like uh i think it's been at the number one of the box office for not consecutively i think it did three weeks consecutively then fell off and then came back i think something like that that's i think it's i think it spent four weeks at number one I'm pretty sure it spent four weeks at number one, but not consecutively. That's okay. That's what it was, dude. That's that's some holding power. That's that's crazy. Oh, holding power, man, dude. I got the numbers right in front of me. It has not in any week that it's been out. It's been in theater for seven weeks, and it has never dropped more than thirty-two percent any week. <laughs> Holy cow! That's crazy. And think about okay. So you think about that. It hasn't dropped more than thirty-two percent in any weekend, and Justice League dropped like what? Uh, 67 percent in its second week yeah it was pretty high if i remember correctly that's Um, man whoever i I think warner brothers has rampage and i don't know about skyscraper but uh these movies coming up with dwayne johnson in it they got to be feeling pretty good about now (laughs) leading into these movies yep hell yeah Um, hell yeah he's a huge huge star and he appeals to everybody and he's like family friendly too so yeah you know, he's like, he's a huge, huge star. So Jumanji, like that series, it's like, it's just getting started now. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Did not see that coming. No. And now that I have movie pass, maybe I'll have to actually see the movie. <laughs> maybe we'll see. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't appeal. <laughs> it doesn't appeal to me, but um, uh, I, you know, I kudos, kudos to them for, for pulling it off. And, and, and I'll say one other thing while I'm here and while we're talking about box office, who would have thought that Hostiles, this tiny indie that has anybody like seen it? Yeah, I've seen apparently it. did because it's made twenty million. It's made twenty fucking million. Yeah, and I... it's like it didn't get any promotion. It didn't get like like the studio who released that. I don't even know who the Entertainment Studios. Entertainment yeah. Studios. Up and comer. Um, yeah, and you know, Western with Christian Bale. You, this should have this should have made a million at best. It's made twenty million. It's not in the Oscar race. It has there was no buzz. The re- reviews were pretty seemed to be okay at best. It had no buzz and and twenty million. That's phenomenal. I'll I'll, I'll give you some insight into how that movie did so well. Um, mm. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm from St. Helens, Oregon, where the biggest event is the Columbia County Fair and Rodeo. I went to college mm-hmm. in Ellensburg, Washington, where the biggest event is the Central Washington Fair and Rodeo. Um, <laughs> what I'm getting at is, like, I'm from a small town and went to college in a small town. I worked at theaters in those small towns. Mm-hmm. And Westerns do really, really well. Um, because the, the like, I don't know, let's arbitrarily throw a number. The 45 and up crowd, let's just say, for example. Like, they, yeah. they like to go to movies, too, and they don't want to see... They don't necessarily want to see like Thor Ragnarok or Jumanji, um, right. so it's like you need those adult skewering, those mid budget adult skewering movies. They're still important, and um, 
you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's heartening for sure. It's heartening as an adult movie. Like I, and I, you know, I think we talked about this. I, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked that movie. I thought it was really good. And it came out of nowhere for me. Like I just had a screener and I put it on as a lark because it got no buzz out of Telluride. None at all. No. Yeah, one, I saw, critic, what, one critic was all about it and that was it. I saw one trailer in front of mother. Maybe I don't, I have no, I don't know. I don't know what movie I went and saw, but I saw like one trailer I thought it looked potentially interesting. You know, I haven't been crazy about, I liked crazy heart, but I haven't been crazy about Scott Cooper's uh, movies up until this point. And uh, I know you had been beating the drum for the movie. And so when it came out wide, I was like, okay, I'm going to go check this movie out. Uh, And I did. And I was pretty pleasantly surprised by it as well. And uh, I was also surprised that it, um, that it opened uh, to 10 million. I think people were pegging it as like 5 million at best opening open to wide release to 10 million and it's made about 20 million to this point. Um, yeah, I'm so, kind of shocked. Me but, too. You know, good, In a good, good way. for it. You know, it's, it's a great little, you know, it's a drama, you know, it's a, it's a Western drama and yeah. it's about adult things. It's adult movie and really soulful. Christian Bale's really awesome in it. Uh, I'm really, really pleasantly surprised. Me too. Absolutely. Um, so outside of box office, anything else, uh, on your mind i guess we there's little things like you know black panther's coming up that thing's apparently tracking 150 million yeah that's that's what i've heard um and it's have you seen it yet no and i probably won't get to see it until actual opening weekend the seattle press screening is it's an 11 a.m screening on a tuesday uh, oh, so shitty. it's in the middle of my work day, so it it, it probably isn't going to happen for me until like Thursday night, uh, like Thursday seven p.m. showing. Um, I, I've seen it, and I'm writing. I'm going to finish my review after this podcast. That's what I'm. That's what on deck for me for the rest of the night is finishing my review. Oh, nice. Well, I know you've seen it, and I know you you're. Uh, uh, I guess yeah, I, I can say something because I have. <laughs> I we were allowed to tweet about it, and my tweet was largely positive, but not without. You know, I think the Twitter the Twitter reaction was a little bit over the top. It isn't it always though. Like I don't want to yeah, I don't want to demean it's anybody. True. You know, I, I'm I'm nothing excites me more than people being excited about movies. What regardless of the type of movie, but with these Marvel movies, when they lift the social media embargo uh, before the movie came out, before the movie comes out before reviews even come in almost all of them so many of them have the it's the best marvel movie yet um, yeah, yeah, and know, it's right? just like three come out a year so it's like it's the best one Everyone since the, the last one, one. Yeah, yeah yeah totally. and so and it's, it's like, like but can't people have like a little bit of like thinking about including a little bit of nuance in there even a tweet you know sure. like I you said, have like it, you have 280 characters now exactly <laughs> exactly once <laughs> Um, Actually, I can't wait to pot about that. So I hope you do catch it because um, there's a lot of stuff in it that it's like it's fun. It's good. You know, I can say what I've said on on Twitter, but there's a lot of like some of the political and uh, I guess moral texture. That's pretty interesting, but also pretty interesting to discuss. Like that's that'll be a good one. I'm excited. Um, And it's probably the first time I've been excited for a Marvel movie in maybe since the first guardians of the galaxy, to be honest. Um, Cause these movies don't just, you know, I go see a lot of them because they're, they're 
such you know they're in the cultural zeitgeist uh, you know to such a degree that it's almost hard to not see them and not discuss them but i i've i've had a sort of like lethargic approach to them like most of them are not bad by any stretch of the word but i've never like been like truly pumped for one but i think but black panther everything i've seen has looked pretty awesome to me but yeah I, i've read um the that it is it has broken the record for top pre-sales for a comic book movie if i'm not mistaken yeah that's pretty crazy that's that's amazing and and let's let's not forget like I mean, I know we're in this new Marvel age and everything, but like, you know, Black Panther was a C-list character. Like, you know, if <laughs> Iron Man was B-list, Black Panther was like C-list. Totally. Know? Maybe, you know, he was not a huge character. And um, so this is uh, on that level, for sure, it's pretty exciting. You know, it's like, great. We're going to have a, a, a black superhero movie. The first black superhero movie we've had in a long time since Blade. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to like... You know, it's going to fucking help perform the shit out of Justice League, that's for sure. Justice League did like 95 in its first weekend. Um, this is going to do around 150. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. They're they're already talking um, if it's going to beat the, the current uh, President's Day opening weekend, uh, if it's going to beat Deadpool, which I believe is the current record holder for that weekend. Um so oh wow yeah that that's that's how much people are talking they're like is it going to be and, and i think i think it has a shot to be honest i i think you know it's gonna come it's gonna open huge and people are gonna act so shocked and it's like really is it gonna be all that shocking it's like you have Dead, deadpool opened to 130 132 so um if oh. it opens to 150 it's yeah, gonna it, it, surpass it, that by a lot that's true that's true i i mean I don't want to sound hyperbolic. I think it could do 175. Like if I'm being, <laughs> I know that's bullish. I know that's insanely that's bullish. Really bullish. But... If it cracks 152, it'll be in the top 15, uh, the top 15 highest uh, opening weekends of all time. Damn. If it cracks 170 or 175, it'll be either the seventh or eighth highest of all time. That I don't think it can do, but if it does, man, hell, that's that's pretty phenomenal. But I, I you know, I can say, I guess I can say a little bit. Like it's it's good, it's fun, but like, I don't know. I guess the hype in the, in this way is is a good thing because it's like, great, we want diversity on screen, we want to see different kinds of heroes. This looks like it's going to be a smash. It's amazing. All that stuff's amazing. But you know, you know, I guess I also by probably my review is going to be up by the time this podcast is live. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it's good but it's a marvel movie yeah and and i i think for me you know as much as i'm saying how hyped i am for the movie i i very much am i'm not expecting it to be anything more or less than what it is like i expect it to be a marvel movie i'm just hoping and and you know maybe maybe you can tiptoe around it i'm just hoping it will be ryan coogler's version of that that's really what i'm i'm hoping for uh, the other thing too is like I wasn't crazy about uh, Captain America: Civil War, but Black Panther to me was the Whoa. standout of that movie. Uh, Whoa, what? Um, I'm a big Civil War fan. Oh, interesting. Uh, I thought uh, I thought it was just totally, totally fine. To be honest, I don't even really remember all that much that happened in the movie, but I remember black panther i remember chadwick boseman's black panther as like the big standout um 
of that movie to me. And it left me excited then. Uh, I think, I don't know if Ryan Coogler was announced yet directing or not, but I was excited to see a movie with that character. Um, and then Ryan Coogler coming on board to direct and Michael B. Jordan is a villain. I was like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm sold. You already had me sold, but I'm, I'm sold. Um, I guess I, I can't get into it too much, but, uh, uh, well, I guess I could. I, I, I guess I won't only just because I, I don't want to spoil it too much for you, but I feel like, and, and no one is going to, no one is going to feel this way. I don't think. Um, but, I, and I'm trying to shape my review cause it's too long. It's like way too long. I have too much to say, but I feel like the movie is in, in many ways, most similar to civil war. Oh, interesting. In, in its like sociopolitical aspect. Yes. Okay, yes. and I I liked that about Civil War, to be and, honest. And the sociopolitical aspect of Civil War is why Civil War is, wait for it, I think my favorite Marvel movie. Interesting. I, I don't think it's a bad movie, and, and like I've said, most of these are not bad movies. I like the texture of that. I just think it, I do think a lot of it is completely undone by the finale of that movie. Um that's just my take. That's my opinion on it. Um, but I was, I was really underwhelmed leaving the theater because I feel like, despite everything, despite the the conflicts, despite the elements at play, it felt like nothing really was accomplished. I guess like the the way that movie ends for those characters is just like, oh okay, so it's all gonna to be me, fine. <laughs> really? See that to me, this movie. That movie is the Empire Strikes Back of Marvel. Ah, see, and and I guess I don't I don't quite see it in that way. I see it in terms of it's it's the quote unquote darker chapter of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. I, I guess I just didn't feel this like I, the stakes didn't feel that high to me. I was happy it was pared down. I was happy that it wasn't like some. Um, you know, some CGI, I want to destroy the world type villain. Um, like that was a refreshing aspect to the movie, but I just, the way where Steve Rogers and Tony Stark end up at the end of the movie, just, it doesn't feel, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel earned. And maybe it's just, I don't care about these characters all that much (laughs) to be honest. Uh, and that's, and that's, that's no fault of the movie. Like the movie operates as a movie i just i i think that's i think that's my biggest issue with a lot of these movies um and why i can't get as excited as other people is i'm just like i just don't really i don't have a a reverence for these characters the way that a lot of people do so i love that this is turning into like a civil war podcast because i'm such a big fan of civil war and i could actually go on and on and on but i'm actually going to stop because i don't want to do this civil war podcast because people be like what the fuck happened to this just like we, um, we started with cloverfield and then it just went way off the rails yeah but but anyhow let's let's circle it back black panther's coming back it's going to be a huge hit i think there's lots to talk about by the time you're listening to this, hopefully, I think you should include some of this stuff. I, I, you know, it's okay if we ramble a little bit. I think. Oh yeah. And and uh, and and by the time people are listening to this, my Black Panther review should be um, should be live. So um, I, I don't think anything will be a spoiler. I think I'm probably going to give it about a B or a B plus. Nice. Well, that's that's. I mean, that's pretty encouraging t- to be honest for these type of. 
um, you know, movies. And I know we discussed too, uh, we never did a podcast on it, but like we discussed potentially talking about Spider-Man homecoming at one point. And I think I remember you giving that like a C plus. And I know, I know you and I were both like kind of underwhelmed by that movie. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. so it was, you know, that's, it's good to hear it, see it circle back. I still, I've, I've been underwhelmed by every Marvel movie since Civil War. Interesting. Well, I haven't seen, I have not seen Thor Ragnarok. Um, so I can't, I guess I can't weigh in on that one, but, um, I think I've seen everyone yeah. since I think I've seen everyone since I've seen guardians too. I've seen Spider-Man, um, Dr. Dr. Strange. Oh, I did not. I, I didn't I, the, I did not see Dr. Strange. So Dr. Strange is underwhelming and Thor is really good and also underwhelming. <laughs> I think you said that on a previous <laughs> or like off mic that it was like, Completely entertaining, but also yes. totally disposable at the same time. Yep, yep, um, yep, 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 yep. Yep. Well, maybe we've exhausted our our tangents, but I'm glad you you gave us some room to go off on a, on a little bit to explore a little bit because I I had to get into a little bit of Jumanji love, and even though I haven't seen it, and I probably won't, but I'm still impressed by it. And uh, and yeah, this because Black Panther is going to be right around the corner, so um, you know I'm sure that we'll be discussing that soon. And as a little teaser, a tiny little teaser, I'm going to say, and I think you should keep this in the podcast, that there's an upcoming – do I even say it? There's an upcoming sci-fi movie that I've already seen that's really bad. <laughs> upcoming sci-fi movie that's really bad. Don't guess Don't guess on this podcast. I'm you not going to guess, guess on the podcast. You can guess, you can guess off mic. But yeah, I think we've – I think we've uh, – I think we've exhausted our uh, – vocal cords for today but yes um, yes if, you're, if you've been listening this whole time and depending on how much ryan keeps of all this appreciate you indulging us because ryan and i haven't spoken since last jedi and uh yeah we just wanted to get together again so i think if we can let's summarize a little bit cloverfield meh uh release pattern interesting but mm, at the end of the day not so much han solo mixed feelings hoping it's going to be good and then, you know, the rest you just recently heard. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we have to thank you guys for listening if you've listened to this far. And uh, and I have to thank you, Rod, for, for uh, hopping on. Thank you for, for chatting with me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.